Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. to be north of Canal Street. Who is Flacco? Just relax, punk. They're looking for me, not you. Crazy, right? Two grown men talking to the wall, wall talking back. It's a mess. But hey, don't even worry about it. Incident report. Access denied. There are things out there you don't need to know. That's not the lie you told me when you recruited me. I promise you the secrets of the universe, nothing more. for Kay. Have you seen him? Sort of a surly older gentleman. He smiles like this. Kay has been dead for over 40 years. Here, take this. Now all you have to do is jump. 
You want me to jump? Time jump. Okay. How do you know my name? And welcome back to Movie Sucktastic, episode 77. 77. 77. <sighs> so how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How did, uh, and, did you hear and... all of that? No. What? I heard the first one. I didn't hear anything after that. You didn't hear any of that? <laughs> I heard the first part. I heard, the, I heard our first commercial. The rest of it was you chewing in the microphone. <laughs> Which I, I'm used to by now. Oh, okay. So you didn't hear the the movie trailer at all. No. You heard the the theme, the opening theme. No. Again, I heard the first commercial, and that's it. Well, motherfucker. Well, yep. why why the fuck did that happen? Because I'm touching electronics, I'm touching technology, and my my taint is leaking off on your your end. I apologize what, for my uh, taint. <laughs> I I don't know at this point. You know what, <sighs> motherfucker. Well, you know what There's it is. There's got to be an easier way. Easier way than what? To to, to do the show. There's got to be an easier way than everything we're doing. Because no, well, uh... <laughs> I'm not I'm not blaming you. I'm saying that there's. There has to be a magic program out there that doesn't require all the bullshit that you you end up having to do because nothing works the way it should. I guess I I don't know. Um, well, oh, motherfucker, uh, I'm using what I'm using is um, Windows Media Player, and what you can mm -hmm. do with Windows Media Player is you can set what output, which needs for me to be line one, and that's what I set it to. You should have been able to hear it. I know. Can you hear? Well, hold on. Can you hear this? Yes, I can. Okay. So that's not, that's a Windows Media Player problem. That's not your fault. It, it's my fault because I'm touching this computer and through wires, my computer's touching yours. <laughs> and that's, I'm surprised I haven't, I am, I am what brings down like the computers for the Terminator thing. That's yeah. me. Oh, is that what it is? I, I bring down the grid. I, I'm like the closest thing to a human computer virus there is. Ah, oh, I see. I see. So my apologies. You, I apologize. you, you have become aware. <laughs> is, is that what happened? No. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. And this episode, we are reviewing Men in Black 3. That's right. Men in Black 3. Yes. And and I don't think we're going to be taking. Did the you hear? What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. Why is that playing? I don't. <sighs> now I can hear the mistakes you're making in the background. This is horrible. I don't need. I don't need this kind of. I can't work under these conditions. Uh, well, anyway, we're going well, re to review Men in Black Three, uh, which you just saw the trailer for, and I don't think it's going to be that long of a, of a no. review. I think we're going to. I can't see us doing more than twenty minutes on this because why? Uh, what what did you think of the film? I, well, 
to be honest, I thought it was better than Men in Black 2. I don't know oh, if well, that's saying you know, much, but... Much better than Men in Black 2. Yes, it was. Let's see. What, what, what did Men in Black 3 have that Men in Black 2 didn't have? Men in Black 3 was time funny. Time travel. <laughs> uh, it, it had time travel. It had uh, a, a script, a screen, a storyline that made sense. Right. It didn't have. Uh, I mean, it was just. A, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Men I, in Black I, Three. I, you know what? I liked it. I jo- liked it. I I hate to admit it, but I I fucking liked it too. I don't. I don't hate to admit it. I I was no doubtful. no. I, I was really expecting to hate this fucking movie. Oh me too. But you know what? It just. I laughed out loud in some parts too. Oh Just yeah, the fact yeah. They had Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol alone <laughs> was like, "Okay, this movie's great now." <laughs> and it's, you it's know, nice su- when, surprisingly, when... it's gotten uh, received very well. I mean, IMDb seven point two out of ten, which I was actually—I don't want to say surprised at because I did enjoy the film, but I just didn't think everybody else would have thought it was was good too. Uh, maybe because it's the second one that... was so bad. Second one was bad, and it's easy to shit on a sequel. Yeah, especially when you have uh, when you have like Will Smith in it, and it's not a serious role, you know that kind of stuff. True. It's it's easy to take a crap on it. I mean, uh, the the Rotten Tomatoes is sixty nine percent. What's the user? That's not. That's that's the seventy four. User seventy four. So almost synced up. Almost synced up. Almost the same. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, and you know what, Josh Brolin best part of the All whole right. movie come okay, on okay if i have any criticism of men in black three it's gonna be josh brolin yes you know why no well first he, of all why because, wasn't tommy lee jones in this more because he's dying because he's <laughs> old he can't do this shit anymore he probably doesn't want to do this shit anymore rip torn said fuck you i'm dead that's right they you didn't know? even bring back rip torn they bring back emma thompson an oscar Oscar-winning actress, by the way, two-time Oscar, one for screenwriting, one for best actress, one for Sense and Sensibility, and the other one was for The Remains of the Day. I think she got the Oscar for The Remains of the Day. Anyway, this is an Oscar-winning actress going, (laughs) what? (laughs) To me, that that was my biggest problem with her. I mean, when the film started off, okay, and... She does that. Great opening. Oh, the Great opening, opening was though. fantastic on the moon and all that. But then it moves, it moves to uh, the eulogy by Kay, and then right. she does that, and I'm just saying to myself, "Oh shit!" I, I really, I was like, "Oh shit! What is going to happen? Well, what What are they it's doing?" It's still, it's still a PG-13 film. It's still a family movie, right. so you can you can expect some of the jokes to go under the radar. What I'm surprised is how few of them were under the radar. Right. Yeah. Everything else was at least middle ground, where it wasn't just it wasn't just like stupid humor. Right. Right. But but Josh Brolin, not saying he did a bad job. My problem is when he's playing K. Yeah. All I hear is him playing George Bush. Bush. Yeah. You know, I thought the same thing from W. But yeah, and it's just Tommy Lee Jones. You know. I don't know. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones yep. is from. He, he's he, is he a Texan? Is he normally from Texas? Don't know. If if, 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 uh, if sure? Josh Brolin had 
stop. If Josh Brolin had never done WWE, probably wouldn't have made that correct. I would have been like, eh, it sounds a little, but it wouldn't have bothered me much. Having watched him play Bush in an entire length of a film and then watching this, I can't get Bush out of my head. Tommy Lee Jones is from Texas, so. Okay, good. Has no bearing on. Well, no. I'm not, well, you know what? George Bush is from Texas. Tommy Lee Jones is from Texas. It's a Texas accent. All, it all works, and I'm Texas. not going to allow you to shit on it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can if you want to. God bless Texas. Mm. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move what? you to your video. Hey, I'm going to move it to the other side. Okay. Easy. <laughs> Careful with that. Hey, what do you so, want to do? Uh, but the, now the bad guy. Again, openings where we meet the bad guy, Boris the animal. It's just Boris. How now? How great of a bad guy is Boris? He's very good. Just, just a big badass with bad teeth and a British accent, and that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, and, and it's just it's all it's all presence. It's all just force. What I and like. You, you don't need that much, right? And you don't need that much of a backstory. The little backstory we have is enough. We don't have to go into too much detail. Right. He's driven by revenge. That's good enough for any villain. What I liked about his character is you you saw what his character was like 40 years prior and how he's actually uh, become more intelligent. He talks better, more eloquently. He, mm -hmm. When he goes back in time, he just basically rips himself a new asshole. <laughs> he goes, you're everything that was wrong with me. <laughs> you know, he's just like, he's like, fuck you. You suck. He's like, that oh, was a great plan. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, even then, he says, yeah, I'm not listening to you. You're the one who got us, got your arm shut off. I didn't. <laughs> I'm, you I'm failed, not me. <laughs> I, even at the end, ha, I beat me. <laughs> or I'm better than me. Right. I mean. And uh, the I, name of that I actor, his name is Jermaine Clement of uh, Flight, uh, of, the, Flight of the Concords fame. Flight of the Concords, yeah, which he doesn't look that large in Flight of the Concords. No, they 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 made Worked him out a bit. Yeah, they made him look much bigger. <laughs> yeah, the teeth stuff. There, and you know what? In the trailer that I showed, I didn't realize it's one of those trailers where they show a ton of shit in the trailer that's not in the movie. There's really? a ton of stuff in this trailer that's not in the movie. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, they they they. Just went went they started filming without a finished screenplay. Yes, that is true. And they had to stop and like rewrite it halfway through. Yeah, there was and a lot of rewrite problems. There was a lot of uh, filming problems, and I wonder if Tommy Lee Jones was supposed to have a bigger part in the film, and it just the script just went the other way with it. I could see that possibly. Mm -hmm. You know what surprises me too? Usually, when you have a film that has so many rewrite issues. The, the movie's not that good. I mean, it's noticeable in the film. I didn't notice it in this. No, no. I thought I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Simple I, I even a, thought B, the way C's they plot. Yeah, I even thought the way they ended the film uh, to kind of just give some answers to that. But one might shit on it to say, well, they only answered that question because it was brought up in this film. It was never brought up before. Much like the... Yeah. It's kind of like the Back to the Future 2, Don't Call Me Chicken. It's like, well, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that wasn't in any of the first film. They brought it in the second one and made it in such a way that it was there all along when it wasn't. 
uh, kind of like with the uh, this coffee tastes like dirt. Well, it should. Mm-hmm. It was just ground today. They made that like it was. That's been happening through all three films, and now nah, that was well, just in this one. Don't. don't I'm not forget, shitting on it. I, I'm just saying. No, no, no. Don't yeah. forget, there's a ten year gap between the two movies. Yeah, but he was saying so that forty, 40 years for, prior too. Right. So my point: there's a lot of room in the between in the two films for them to set up all this, uh, you know, familiarity. Right. And we're not just leapfrogging off the third, second film, and they don't spend a ton of time with backstory of what happened in the past ten years. They just did their job for ten years. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I thought it was. I thought. I thought that they handled the, the distance between the two sequels perfectly. I thought they handled Rip Torn's not non-existence in the third film great. Not only did they kill him off, but they made that a part of not the major plot, but of the subplot, the theme, the tone. The whole idea of loss and regret and death, and yeah, they you know, had that to re- do something. Relationships, right? But I mean, but it, it wasn't just a throwaway, and it wasn't like a part of the plot. It was a part of the like the tone, the message of the film, right. the the guts of the film, and that that's good screenwriting, I think. Not I, just to throw it away, but to use it and yeah. to use to, to to develop the characters. Yeah, no, it, it and you know Will Smith in the film too. Even though he was, uh, you know, a little tongue in cheek, I thought that's well, essentially his character, and that's kind of been yeah. that way for now all three films. And I just I don't know why, but I just enjoyed him more in this film than I think I have in the first two. I know well, in the first def- one when he was being recruited and all that, you know, it was part of it. But I think this one he's kind of been seasoned for the last uh, 12, 13 years with these movies, so. Well, I, I, I don't know. I liked it. I liked him. The, the the reason you like him better in this one than the second one is because in the second one, he's pulling that whole angsty thing. Yeah. He's all out like this, and my and I love a girlfriend, and this and that, and I feel alone. And no one wants to see Will Smith do that. They want to see him jumping around being cool and mm-hmm. funny. And that's what he did here. We want the men in black from, from Bel Air. <laughs> you know? You know, sure. or or Hancock. You know, then now just consider that before Men in Black Three, the last film he did was three and a half years ago, was Seven Pounds. That was his last film. That was his last film. It's been three and a half years. It's the longest gap he's ever had in his film wow. uh, career since he took off back in like the early nineties. That's right, because that, b- b- so, before he did Seven Pounds, or was it Seven Pounds or Seven and a Half? Seven Seven Pounds. He that, did seven, uh, seven Pounds. He did. Um, uh, Oh fuck! The I am legend. Well, not I am legend, right? Yeah. So. Which is I can forget that. Yes. <laughs> now I mean, but again, it's not just the fact that it was time travel because time travel's awesome, <laughs> and, and that's not just why I liked it. No complaints. And, but even yeah. the humor was fun humor. I mean, I, I mean, my perfect example, and I don't even want to talk about the ending. Right. Because because I don't want to ruin the ending, and I I half guessed it, but I didn't know exactly where they were going. Yeah. So Although I liked just, the end. What? Well, just with the ending, it's just all of a sudden. Well, I, no, okay. I you know what? I'm not going to shit on it. No, I, I I'll talk to you about it off air. For from what I thought they were going to do, it's a damn good ending. <laughs> I. I can't even tell you what I, what I thought they were going to do is is what they've done in other ho- time travel films where I'm like, 
fuck that. That's like a cop out. But in this, it was worked. It was good. Okay. So, um, but I, I just as far as the humor, my favorite part was when he steals the uh, convertible and the cops pull him over. It's like oh, 1969. Yeah. <laughs> no, what a, what a what a what a person of your ethnic persuasion get like a car and a suit like that. And so he neuralizes them. Says, and just because a black man be driving a nice car doesn't mean he stole it. Well, I mean, no, I did. I stole this one. <laughs> I did steal this one, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's but the, I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> that's the kind of self-aware humor that I like. I mean, it's just it's not just what you were expecting. It's like one step further. Right. It's like a nice twist on the joke. I mean, again, we, we, we he's he's back in the '60s. We knew they were gonna pull like the whole yeah, you know, you know, the, you, you know, the 1969 wasn't a good time for your people. Just saying. <laughs> so you knew they were gonna follow up on that, but right. to follow it up on something that's a bit that's more clever than just doing it, and even his, his response to the cops when they're asking questions. I'm sorry, I was laughing out loud. It was fun. <laughs> well, it's good. nice to watch a film that just go, that just goes to entertain and actually does it. And still right. manages to have a, uh, a have a serious plot line that actually has a bit of depth to it without getting completely ridiculous. Right. This film manages to be deeper with its idea about relationships and commitments than Prometheus does with the whole where do we come from thing. Yeah. This is a better science fiction film than Prometheus. <laughs> I said it. There, I said it. <laughs> Maybe they should have got Will Smith to be in Prometheus. He could have been uh, David. Maybe. That would have been... I would have liked that. Instead of watching uh, Lawrence of Arabia, he could have been watching uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He could have. There you go. I, I just fixed Prometheus. <laughs> You've just fixed the whole movie. I'm uh, the reboot. Reboot it, bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the, I think uh, Men in Black 3, I think I looked at the grosses today. Uh, I think it's somewhere around... Worldwide, uh, it's over five hundred million. I think it's in the five hundred thirty-three million range, so it's doing, it's doing extremely the, well. Although doing in the U.S. in the U.S., you know, I read somewhere the budget was two hundred and fifteen million dollars, and I read somewhere that with prints and advertising, they said it was realistically somewhere around three seventy-five. Jeez, yeah, they advertised the shit out of this. I mean, I mean, it could be, but so far it's made five hundred forty-eight million, and uh, I'll get you the American box office. I think you know what? I think the American, I'll get it for you. But I think, I think it's really just over a hundred million. I don't think it hasn't. It's done anywhere near where it should have. You know, I, I'm telling you, I just, uh, I like the film and the visuals were good, but. I don't know. Is it worth it to do this kind of movie for? Is it worth to spend that much money on a movie like this? No. I mean, no. I don't. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting old. I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting crotchety in that kind of respect. I'm getting. I just. Yeah. I think, I, think I, of how I many think people of, this the budget could have fed. How many people forget that could have fed? How about how how many films even, could they have made with that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, forget, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get too like you know responsible. But I'm saying right. you know if you took if you took a three hundred. Three hundred and seventy-five million. I mean, how many like small good films could you make with that? How many? Probably fifteen I mean, or twenty. How many art house films could you fit into an Avatar budget? It's really. Yeah. It, it just is it worth the time and effort, the the years and the money? It's the fun film. I liked it. I'm not knocking it, but was it really worth all of that effort, all of that sweat, all of that capital 
just for you know this <sighs> no i know i agree uh it's made 152 million so far 152 million um its opening That's weekend out. was 54 million which what's two weeks uh it's been out since may 25th so it's been out almost a month oh. e okay yeah <laughs> don't don't mind me none <laughs> was that me i'm sorry uh-huh apparently you have a water cooler in your attic now i just i have a water cooler sitting 1.5 feet from my chair yeah yes. I, i'll tell you it's 100 motherfucking degrees today that's what it got up to around here uh oh. we, we went out to dinner tonight and on the ride over the and you could always expect the, the, the temperature to be a little bit off. It said it was 101 out today, the car. The car did. And you know what? It fucking felt like it. Oh. And yesterday Dude, I worked in a building that had no air conditioning. I, I'm, I'm in the Wilson Compound attic, as you know, and I work from home. And even with the air on, it was like a little stifly today. It's like, that's it. Water cooler's getting in. Installed the water cooler. So now when I'm in the office, which is my attic, <laughs> and, I hang out, and I hang out around the water cooler... I'm hanging out around the water cooler all day. All motherfucking day. I am the water cooler guy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Motherfucker. I mean, the, the Men in Black. It's a good film. I recommend it. I do, too. Uh, I mean, Surprisingly all the enough. All the performances were good. Yeah. On a, on a, time, on a time travel sci-fi film scale, I'd put it well in the top half. It was I, fun. Yeah, the time travel was, was fun. The time travel was good. And it didn't abuse it too much, and it didn't abuse the logic too much. You know? Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to spend a lot more time on this, because I thought one of us was going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, After I watched it, I had a feeling, so, you know what, I can't see Joey hating on this too much. There's, it, there's too much good stuff to I really... I didn't hate it almost at all. There was a couple of parts that were cheesy, and I'm like, I'm enjoying it enough that, you know, uh, I'm enjoying it enough that I can't shit on it. And you know what? This Every fucking program, it's putting windows on top of windows to just let, to remind me how much I should love this program. And now you hate it, don't you? I fucking hate it. I got to find another soundboard program. Because <sighs> when you try and do a successful podcast and you're going to integrate music and videos and trailers and sound clips, you need a good soundboard program. And I found one, but they want money for it. And I don't do money for, for programs. I got to find one that's free. That's right. <laughs> Motherfucker. Anyway. Uh, anyway. But, I mean, that's that's it for Men in Black. I wish there was more to say. I mean, all, all the all the actors were great. The screenplay is funny. Uh, the 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 fish out of water stuff. They don't go too crazy with it with uh, Will Smith, right? Uh, and and showing us the how what Men in Black were like back in the you know, in '69, back when they were still old. Like showing future technology back then. I thought it did a great job of making fun of that without going too far into it. It yeah. was uh, for a film that had so many issues with the screenplay and production. I. I didn't see it. I did not see it on the screen. No. I, I, I was really expecting a train wreck. I really was. I even liked the one yeah. I went to the Chinese restaurant. I thought that was fun. Even though it was campy <laughs> and it was a little... It's like... 
oh, you know, well, no, uh, no speak English. You know, it's like he's uh, just quintessential, stereotypical Chinese guy. He goes, what are you breaking my balls for? You know, you know what I, you know, my favorite part of that is, <laughs> is when that? they have the fight in the kitchen. Yeah. And there's that little, there's that one white globule of, of oh, the, something. The white, yeah. With the, yeah face. The, yeah. And when, and when he hits, one guy hits it, he goes, hmm. Oh. It was just I. I was like, "Oh, that's so good." Oh. <laughs> it was a subtle touch, but it wasn't like the dog, the fucking dog. Right. Anything. Everything. Which did you notice they took out of that, out of the film? But they had a uh, a big picture of the dog above Will Smith's bed. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, right. but I mean, it, it, I just liked how, and hopefully that thing's dead. Uh, <laughs> they. Oh, I'm saying if if if, if uh, Zed is dead, then the dog's got to be. Dead. Probably, but I mean, again, that was everything that was wrong in part two. Oh, right. everyone liked the dog in the first film. Let's have the dog like all throughout the second film, because Pro- if they liked it, then they'll like it repeatedly over and over. I mean, how how could a f- talking dog like not be funny after two hours? I think, well, I think that's why the dog was above Will Smith's bed. I think that was a yeah. sign to say the dog has passed on. Here is. You know, here is kind of like a little uh, special thanks or tribute to the dog. So I don't think we'll be seeing the dog anytime soon because they'll make a Men in Black no. Four. This one is making enough money that it'll happen. But and, they, they, and they can't bring back uh, Josh Brolin. Sure, they can. How he's going to go back? You've in introduced time, again? time travel. You've introduced time travel into the series. You can bring Josh Brolin now. I don't know why you would think that's not a thing to do. I I don't know. I don't know. You know, you know you're trying. Tra- once you put time travel into it, anything's possible. Yes, this is true. Oh, and you know, you know what too? Uh, what's his face? The guy that could see the future. I really uh, liked um, him. Um, well, his real name, his name. I'll get you his real name, and I'll get you his name from the from the movie. Uh, his name. Where are you? Wasn't it like unicorn or something? Unicorn. They well, the one guy called him a unicorn. Because he was like, magical and shit. Michael Stolbarg. Stolbarg? Yeah. Okay. Griffin. His name was Griffin, Griffin. in the film. Griffin. But he's... See, they, all- oh, see, mythological creature. Griffin, unicorn. I wasn't that far <laughs> fucking off. Don't give me that shit. I'm on the <laughs> same ballpark. Yeah, the, the whole, like, the, the, like, like the, uh, the multiple me- timeline fan. Loved yeah. it. Nice, <laughs> endearing character. Uh... And Will Smith's reactions to meeting him the first time, to like being caught in these situations, great. Right. I, it was just fun. Well, I like Michael Stuhlbarg, or Barg, or whatever it is, ever since I saw him in A Serious Man, which was the oh, Coen yeah, Brothers was, film. You know, we're sitting yeah. shiva over here. <laughs> I've always liked his, his character in that movie, and I've always liked him. He's now in Boardwalk Empire. Um, he plays... Uh, I forget his name in the show, but he's the guy that set up the World Series that um, they ended up making a movie about with uh, um, about the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Uh, Eight Men Out. That was the name of that film. He his character in Boardwalk Empire is the real life character that supposedly you know set up the World Series. So, uh, uh. Uh, but he's a great character in the show too, you know. And just take his demeanor in men in black three and completely reverse it where he doesn't crack a smile and he's just you know straight faced the whole way through you know uh he's just a very good actor i like him a lot and i hope to see him in a lot more stuff 
Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of these negative reviews of uh, three, and I, I don't think it's called. I, I think they're uncalled for. Uh, mediocre, lazily written story. I don't. Th- well, what do you What do you want? What are you looking for? It's. I I thought the story was nice. I thought it was good. I thought it had a nice. It would. The hook was there. The right. you know the path from A to B was there. The bad guy set up. You got the time travel hook. You've got you know you got a personal interest in there. I don't see why how it's lazy. Lazy. Prometheus was fucking lazy. <laughs> yes, it you was. want you want to get you want to get into it. Right. No. Prometheus is my new avatar. I don't. I'm mentioning every ten minutes now. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Are we done with Men in Black Three? Um. That's like a record uh, review. If we are. Uh, I mean, well, again, I don't want to ruin too much. I can't go blow by blow. It's not like Prometheus where I want to ruin the ending because right. you shouldn't be watching it. I'm hoping people will go. I don't even want to talk about all the jokes I like. I mean, all I, I mean, when they go to the factory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, with Warhol, I was like, all right, this, I'm in. I mean, because they're, they're that's, that's attention to detail and actually just, just that's a nice twist. You know, it's not right. just. Uh, yeah, and at the oh, end of their I mean, conversation, uh, and again, I won't give it away, but he's like, listen, you got to help me out. And he goes, like, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if the guys were the girls. <laughs> uh, I'm. I mean, and when you we ha- when you have stuff like that where it's, I'm not saying it's intelligent humor, but they're going for stuff that half your audience isn't even going to understand or they're not going to appreciate the detail they went into for that scene. Right. I mean, for yeah, somebody, right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a huge Warhol fan, but I know enough about what was going on at that time period. That was a that was a damn good scene. It was. I mean, I even liked the whole Mets stuff, you know, because he was saying that that was his most favorite, uh, you know, uh, human memory mm-hmm. or uh, time, whatever most favorite moment favorite moment in human history. Yeah, he said that was his most famous moment in human history. But what I thought was was Avery. interesting was yeah. just the little things they threw in. And I honestly don't know if they're true or not, but he's saying, like, the ball was made seven years prior, and, you know, because of the way the ball was made, something happened because of it, and then, you know, eventually connected with the game that they played. And uh, the, one of the players, uh, because of his parents, had too much wine the night before. Uh, well, again, you know, well, his name again, was wrong. Yeah. Well, no, he would have been a girl, is what they, that implication was. If... Oh, oh! If they didn't have the name, wine, it was, it was a female name. Yeah, so that part probably is made up. Uh, I'm sure of it. Yes, but I'm, I'm talking about the little facts with baseball. It's well, it, it's not even the facts with baseball. It's the whole uh, butterfly effect theory about how, how everything's connected and how little things lead up to big things, and we're all, uh, you know, interconnected. And you know what we do affects everybody else. Right. And well, it affects each other. That's actually, part of the story. They actually did show a little piece of that just when they were at Andy Warhol's the the warehouse, and there's like butterflies flying around, and he looks over, and there's some dude just with all butterflies around him. It's like we get it, the butterfly but effect. He, he did, but he didn't say anything about it. That's no, what no, 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 and that's what I liked about it. But yeah. I just it it was just one of those, and I can guarantee you that a lot of people just d- didn't understand what that scene meant at all. If, if Ridley Scott had written that, he would uh, David would have walked over and grabbed a butterfly and spent ten minutes explaining to us the theory. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But did you the, see the uh, did well, you see the the review of Prometheus? I linked to Movie Sucktastic from Huffington Post. No. Uh, it, it was uh, what the hell happened to Ridley Scott? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you were uh, like, "That's right, Howard. I don't know," or something along those lines. 
it was the, the writer is like a political writer, and he was so moved by Prometheus that how bad it was. He's like, I gotta write about this. <laughs> I like those little things. You know, like a professional, you know, news writer, political writer. Right. He's like, yeah, I've been I've been a science fiction fan since you know way back when, since I saw Blade Runner in the theater. What the fuck was this? <laughs> what was this? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Men in Black Three, much better science fiction film than Prometheus. Maybe not as funny, but but on a good level, not a sad level. Right. I, I recommend it. Very cool. Movie sucktastic stamp of approval. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to take a break? Um. Sure. Okay. Uh, what are we going to do when we come out of break? Are we going to do top ten? Well, we can take a look at the top ten, and then I'm thinking what's, maybe what, we what's can... What's coming uh, up next week? Sure, we'll take a look at what's coming up next week, and then okay. maybe if we want to just talk about any other films we've seen recently, I can throw a couple up there. I've been catching up a bit. Uh, you might... I'm, all right. During the break, I'll see if I can remember what I've seen. <laughs> I'm sure I, half the stuff I've watched... You, I, I'm rewatching stuff, too, so you've already seen half the stuff I'm going to talk about. So okay. We're, right. we're, we're, we're good. Don't sweat it. Don't. It's all good. It's all good, motherfucker. It's all good. That's good. Let's take a break. All right. Let's take a break, motherfucker. All right. All right. See if I can hear it this time. I mean, Lord of the Rings, they did the whole thing, but do they really do? (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) There's a blast from the past there. What do you want from me, man? All right. For those listening who aren't watching the show, what you just heard is Joey's playing in the background an older video episode of us. As kind of like a double layered uh, time travel thing, and yeah. you just heard part of that. That's that's exactly what <laughs> happened. <laughs> All right, let's let's fucking go to break. For a minute there, I thought I was talking so much that I just kept talking after I shut up. Mm. No. Okay. Okay, let's go to break. 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 Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent, urgent for some connection don't worry daddy ain't gonna hurt you just tune in movie sucktastic give us a call at 908-514-4470 tell us what bad movies have been tickling you just call after dark we like it that way Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, penis, I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a cock in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? (laughs) You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. (laughs) to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right arm from an old Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. It's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. It sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or areyouseriouspodcast.com.
problem, buddy. Hey, sorry. He said, kiss me in my mouth. He's joking. He's lucky I ain't sucker punching. No, sorry. I said that on camera. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. I will. Hey, what's up, man? All right, we're back. Can't hear you. Yeah, what? <laughs> now I can hear you. What? Yep. So what was that when Will Smith played? That was the premiere. That was the premiere of uh, Men in Black 3. Uh-huh. And, um... Some guy tried to kiss him. Uh, he was doing like meet and greet, and he smacked him. <laughs> so that's what that Good video is. Well, you, well, I, I actually saw the video of the reporter. He said he tried to kiss him on the cheek. He's Ukrainian, and obviously it's uh -huh. a, it's a, it's culture out there to do that. Can you, can you turn your shitty music down? Excuse me. You know now. <laughs> Now that I've given, talk. now that I've given Scott the ability to fucking hear everything on my end, he's already complaining. Now I want him to take it away because I, I have this music blasting in my ears. I'm trying to talk about Will Smith getting a love kiss from somebody who doesn't know. If he was a woman and someone tried to do that, same damn thing. Right. Well, what happened was he tried to kiss him on the cheek because it's customary in his country and many other countries. And you could see in the video Will Smith, you know, he's just very, uh, you know, very jubilee kind of guy. And he just turned his head kind of weird and almost kissed him on the mouth. And Will Smith kind of took offense mm -hmm. to that and smacked him. And well, to be honest, I have nothing against him doing it. But I can no. see where... The reporters, uh, where he's coming from, because he actually apologized, but I could see what yeah, but, he was trying to do. But what, why would you even do that when it's like a meet and greet thing? It's like you, you, you know, you're not in Europe. You know, Americans don't do that, right? And you and, know you what? Know, you Will see Smith... everyone around. You're in a line. You're in a line. You're meeting somebody. You're in a line and ten people, and they're all shaking hands, and it gets up to you. Do you bone? You, do you lean in for a kiss? No, you shake the fucking hand. Well, it's you, called being aware of your surroundings. Right. And, and Will, that? Will Smith in the video. Anyone that watches it, he's like, like real happy to meet this guy. He's like, hey, how you doing? Whoa. Well, uh, and then the like, he tries to kiss him on the cheek, and Will Smith's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like I can genuinely tell that if I met Will Smith. He probably wouldn't be a dick. He just unless seems like you tried to kiss him. Unless I probably tried to kiss him, which unless I wouldn't you tried do. To kiss him. Nah, I would never. Kiss, no, kiss him. Of course not. Why would I do that? <sighs> Vagina. Vagina. Vajay. <laughs> it's all a, right. it's all the talk in the news today. Yeah. This week, so. So you want to do a little top ten? Yes. All right, let's do a little top ten. <laughs> Yeah. This week, Will Smith, does he like kissing men? 
no. You see that? You can hear that now, right? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. I fucking fixed it. And what a complaining little bitch you've been. Well, I'm complaining because you just would never give me a clue what was going on. So I'd be I'd be pretending the music's going, and then like you're like I I couldn't find the music. It's not my fault. So, well, okay, it's my fault. It is your fault. So what's going on in in top in box office news today, Joey? What's what's the top ten? What the, what's we got here? Let's the, and let's not dwell. 10. Let's not dwell. Let's keep this a crisp top ten. Okay. I'm just setting up the okay. All you're right. Not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, number ten is Battleship coming in at one point two million. It's only made sixty two million so far on a two hundred and nine million dollar budget. Do, Anyone that wants to, I'm not. Uh, Battleship has only made one point two million dollars. Thank you. <laughs> you know how many. Burritos, that is. <laughs> uh, and I want to correct myself. And now I, I, I only correct myself the one time because it's, it's, it's synonymous with burrito, but it's chicken burrito. But I don't care. It's going to be burrito what? from now on for me. Well, he goes, if you give me Wait. five minutes, I'll get you that chicken burrito. Oh, and, I, and I just said burrito. Oh, but, I wouldn't. Hold, it, it's the burritos, the meat of that, the sentence there. Yes, it is. Who cares about chicken? Right. Uh, number nine my is my favorite, uh, my favorite of yours is burrito her. Do it, <laughs> burrito her. Come on. And then the second one. What's the second? See, everyone has these favorites. Twice. Everyone ha- what? He does it twice. Remember? Cause oh, the, the bar. T- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. Nope. Kitchen's closed. Come on, man. Burrito her. That's awesome. I'm sorry. We got to stop. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so Battleship is sinking. Next. Oh, big time. Uh, the number nine film is Moonrise Kingdom with 2.2 million. Um, that is the Wes Anderson film? Yes. Wes Anderson. It's got Bill Murray, cool. Bruce Willis, uh, Ed Norton. It's got. It's getting really good reviews. So uh-huh. I'd, be, I'd be interested. It, right. it looks like your traditional Wes Anderson type film. Uh, Which can get exhausting after a while, it can. but yeah, it certainly can. But this does, this definitely does look fun. Uh, the number eight film is the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel with two point two million, made thirty five, no budget. Sex. Old yeah. people sex. Old British people sex. Yes, even uh, better. <laughs> uh, the number seven film is Marvels: The Avengers with eight point nine million. It's made five hundred and eighty six million dollars so far. On a two hundred and twenty million dollar budget, I should get around to seeing that. I've heard just that it's awesome from just about everyone that I've talked to that has seen it. They all recommend it. All I don't know about awesome, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll see. The number six yeah. film is Men in Black Three with ten million. It's made one hundred and fifty two. It costs two twenty five. Number five is Snow White and the Huntsman, still going pretty strong. Uh, 13.2 million. It's made 120. It cost 170. This is one of those Mm -hmm. that the foreign market will totally help it in the long run. Uh, the number four film is That's My Boy, which is new this weekend, uh, with 13.4. Well, this is the weekend of June, June 15th through 17th. I didn't mention that. That's My Boy, 13.4 million. Uh, it's cost, it costs 70. 
Is that a new Adam Sandler yes, film? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I've only in my head, I've only known it as that new Adam Sandler film. And is this another Adam Sandler film where he plays multiple characters? I don't know about multiple characters. Probably. No. I could look or is it up. he just a, a, annoying? He's well, not, he's not pulling a Jack and Jill I mean, again. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's not another Jack and Jill, but he might play another. I don't know. Uh, no, he doesn't. I'm I'm sorry. I did, did you I was, look it up? I only seen the trailer once. No, I, yeah, I'm looking it up now. I, I saw the trailer once, and all I saw was Adam Sandler in another film. It's like great. That's wonderful. Yeah, no, Adam Sandler okay. plays a character named Donnie. He has sex so with is this his a... teacher at like the age of twelve or thirteen or something ridiculous like that, and uh, you know, obviously, he's only. I think in his 30s, early 40s, and his son is half of his age, or 25. I don't know. It's just it's stupid. Uh-huh. It's just enough already with this shit. I'm glad um, it's I'm glad it's tanking. It, I was, but that was my question: was is it tanking? 13.4 million, not the strongest uh, film by Adam Sandler by any means. Normally, his movies it, would make anywhere from 30 to 40 million. 50 million in some cases in its opening weekend. This, I mean, even the budget is smaller, 70 million. Normally, the budgets for his films are uh, even higher than that. The question is, what did it cost? 70 million. 70 million. Yeah. That's not that's not much for one of his films. That's what I'm saying. I'm, sa but, I'm, but I'm saying usually they, they cost a little for, more. But couldn't they have done it for 40? Oh, yeah. Not only four, Couldn't they could have, have done, done it for it. twenty, but I'm sure Adam Sandler wants his cut. Uh, oh, good! Vanilla Ice is in it. As himself, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, well, what super. else could Vanilla Ice play? R really? Why would? Wow. Well, he could have attempted an talking, acting career. We're not talking Kid Rock in um, in uh, Joe Dirt. Okay, this is Vanilla Ice. He's not going to reach that level where he can portray another character in a film. There's a video of him talking about uh, his, his song, the one he ripped off uh, Queen. The dun 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 dun. dun. You know. Ah. The, oh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice yeah, Ice Baby. That song was. Uh, the fuck was that song? They call that. They call that sampling. Sampling. <laughs> Uh, Under Pressure. That was the name of that song. Well, oh, that was Ice Ice Baby. Well, his is Ice Ice Baby, but they he they took the dun 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 oh. dun dun dun. They sampled it from the song Under Pressure. But there's gotcha. a video of him explaining what's different about the two, and he's dead serious. He goes, you know, their song is dun 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 dun. My song is dun 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 dun. It's like, okay, you're you're fucking asshole. You ripped them off. The <laughs> uh, nice try, douchebag. Oh, you know what we should review? What's that? Cool as ice? Cool as cool as ice, dude, because I I reviewed that for the school newspaper. No shit. I I still have it. I have the school newspaper. I'll dig it up too. Um I uh I was on the school newspaper for one year in high school. Yeah. And uh I I wanted to do movie reviews. But they said it had to. It couldn't be an R-rated film. It had to be PG or PG. I think just PG back then. That was before PG thirteen. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think that was. A and so PG the film. only two PG films that were out at the time were Cool as Ice <laughs> and Necessary Roughness. Okay. And I was like, Lesser Lesser Evil's got to be Cool as Ice. 
<laughs> yeah, the film came out in 1991. It's got a 2.3 out of 10 on my IMDb. And mm-hmm. it is rated PG. Yeah, my junior year. So I, I have the, we should re- we should I should go back. We should watch that. I should review that because oh, that was my first printed film review. We should review this fucking thing. Done. This That's was it. next episode. When I was doing next um episode. uh this movie sucks before it eventually evolved into movie sucktastic. Mm-hmm. Uh the that the movie poster for that was that was that was the the page for uh, this movie sucks was the cool as ice poster. <laughs> so it, it oh. does have some beginnings with the show. All I'm right. really looking forward. Yeah. All right. The number three film is Rock of Ages in its opening weekend with 14.4 million. That piece of shit cost 75. I don't understand. What is it? Rock of way. Ages. It's, it's based, I haven't watched a trailer. It's based off of the Broadway show called Rock of Ages, where they just take everything from Journey to yeah, 80s hair metal. It just They put all of it in, in, into Bon Jovi. They put it all into this fucking movie. They revolve to try to revolve a plot around it. And it's, it's just... I have zero interest in seeing this. Oh, I really so do. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like across the universe. It's, but yeah, you know what? I Across the Universe was a decent, was actually a decent film. This I can just fuck no, fuck no, don't even no, 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 <laughs> no. It is not a decent film. It is a two-hour fucking music video. Nothing more. It wasn't good. No, because I didn't see it. Nobody I just it got it like good. reviews across the like across the board that it was awesome. Yeah, bullshit. This is because oh the Beatles Beatles music in a modern movie this is great now it's fucking shit was it really it's it's fucking all right it's I'll take you, I'll take you, all I'll, over again oh god it's here it's we Magnolia go all over again it's it's all these people well, this Magnolia is genius was, it's not fucking good. genius it's and called Magnolia Lipstick. wasn't a musical though what Magnolia was good no I'm talking about people like the the general public saying these films are great and then you watch it and go this is a piece of shit what are they talking about no one will admit it's a bad movie it's 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 two hours of lip syncing the Beatles songs that's it. Okay. That's all it is. Sorry, I had to point. Put down it's that. hey, I I haven't seen it. I just, from what I understand, Rock of Ages, not getting reviewed well. Other way with uh, Across the Universe, use that as an example. It reviewed very well. Who am I to know? I'm Sergeant just a, Pepper, I'm just a film Sergeant buff. Peppers, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, ten times better movie than Across the Universe. I'll put those two against each other any day. Okay. That's an episode. We'll review those two. Okay. I'll, yeah, sure. Why not? It'll be Stacking like... Um, now. It's like two episodes ahead now. There you go. It'll be like... Uh, uh, what was it? Episode... Xanadu and Can't 30, Stop the Music. What episode was that? 33? I think it was 33. I don't know. I think, episode, the I think it was episode 33. Uh, all right. Number two is Prometheus. Still going pretty strong with 20 million. <laughs> 89 million so far it cost 130. Uh this will realistically get to its budget. It probably won't do more than that here in the in the states, but the foreign market is helping it out pretty well. I think it's a little over 300 million worldwide. And uh, I, I the keep... number 1 film is Madagascar 3, Europe's most wanted with 34 million in its second week. It's made 119 million, cost 145. Can we back up to Prometheus for a second here? I, I'm, I'm catching okay. this little bit. 
I'm catching these little reviews as I walk around, as I not walk around, as I read around, as uh-huh. I look here and I look there, and I I'm catching things like from the pro reviews. Yeah, it's a it's a thought provoking it's a thought provoking film that raises as many questions as it answers. <laughs> no. I'll just listen to the last episode. I'm episode not even going to go into that one. Episode 76 is Prometheus. So definitely listen to that one and let us know what you think. Um, you know, we don't ever mention the the email or the voicemail mid-show anymore. So you know what? If, if, you're, do that. if you're watching Prometheus, if you're watching any of our podcasts or listening to them, email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. Um, yes. So, well, let's go ahead and do the finger list. Okay. Ah! <laughs> uh, the finger list being, let me let me uh, oh, uh, go step ahead, in here. The finger, the finger list, and I'm trying not to talk over you because I'm, I'm pretty sure like it drops down on us on one of us when we're recording. So I'm trying to jump in the holes. So my apologies if I keep missing. That's okay. Um, the finger list is we pick one film off the top ten list that we would rather cut our finger off than see in the theater. Correct. You could be online with your significant other. She says, he says, I want to see this. I'm cutting that little pinky finger off than not to have to go see it. That's what it is. All right, moving from the bottom up is Battleship, Moonrise Kingdom, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, Marvel's The Avengers, Men in Black 3, Snow White and the Huntsman, that's my boy, Rock of Ages, Prometheus, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. So those are your I'm 10. Counting, I'm counting seven films there Yeah. out of that top 10 that are sequels or derivative works. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm, yes, I'm counting Battleship even though it's based on a board game. <laughs> I'm still counting that because they stole a huge scene directly from the board game. <laughs> oh yeah, when they're on the boat with the grid and it, it, it hurts so much to say that sentence. Um <laughs> Yeah, it sure did. You know what? I I think I'm I'm gonna go first and I'm gonna say flat out um Madagascar three. Really? Yeah. I did not like the I watched the first Madagascar. That's the one where the, the animals escape the zoo and they end up in a in on, on the island. Oh, yes. Right? Yep. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. that was a horrible, horrible movie. I thought the message was horrible, and and it was it it was painful to watch. The only funny thing in that first film were the two monkeys, <laughs> because they spoke with British accents, or the one did, the one used sign language. That was the only part of the screenplay that actually had any kind of thought involved hmm. in the writing of it. Okay. And I can't imagine what's happened to it two sequels down the road. I can't even comprehend. What what a, a shitty second sequel is to that movie. You know, uh, I'm not going to go Madagascar 3. Um, I'm not... Man, dude... I mean, you, don't get me wrong. Know, it's probably not going to be good, but... Having a kid changes you, man. You, you can't knock the cartoons anymore. It's sad. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> it's true. That's not true at all. I'm uh, kidding. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to fucking see... Uh, what was that? fucking the one with the penguins what the fuck was that that was uh 
the march of the happy penguins feet. happy feet i'm not happy i hated feet. happy feet not gonna watch the second one so no that's not true uh i, I, I think i'm gonna have to go rock of ages i i don't think i i have zero desire to see it i just the, i'm sure some of the music will be fine but it just just the trailer alone shows me that the plot is completely uninteresting I think you know, it's, I like think it's a church group trying to shut down a rock club because it's the devil's music. You know what? Fuck that shit. I'm not watching that. I'm thinking it's like cop rock without the cop. <laughs> That's what it looks and like to me. Maybe. Didn't we post uh, some clips of cop rock on our Facebook way back when? Yeah. D yeah. For some reason that it's not on DVD. Yeah, and it. Not that it'll never get there. I'm sure at some point it'll get pushed over. It's gotta because, dude, but that, then that again, is like the most bizarre. You know, you but can't like, do that on television, isn't on DVD yet either. That, I think, is a crime dude, against humanity. That is the most, as far as, as like cultural moments in American history, in entertainment history, right. Cop Rock has got to be one of the most bizarre ones. Because not only did someone pitch the idea of. A like a, a police procedural film where cops and and per and where people would randomly break into song. Right. But someone greenlit that. People acted in it. They filmed it and they put it on television. Yeah, and the ratings were terrible. Then I think it was pulled off the air, moved to another channel, and I'm sure this is all in the wiki. I vaguely remember it. People started watching it there, and then I think they aired the rest of the shows that. Uh, they never got to, sh uh, to air and the the ratings spiked up a bit and they were considering doing more and then the last I, few episodes was just back you know in, in the fucking you know toilet again as far as ratings and then it was just gone I mean I, I need to see these I, I didn't watch it back then because it was bad but right. now I want to watch it because it's bad so it's, it's like I'm torn I think it got a second life on Bravo where it's almost it almost has reached cult status as far as uh, the canceled show and whatnot. So, dude, I, I would have it playing constantly in the background if I had. <laughs> I think you can get them off the internet. Somebody's got them. Torrents, what or whatever. All I remember is I caught one, and I remember the first commercial I saw for. I thought it was a lead into like Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? Well, it's like they're showing the they're showing a cop scene where the cops are busting the. Uh, the, like the the street gang bangers, the street gang, and then all of a sudden they start singing, and I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> all right, this this is a skit. This is a skit. After this, they're gonna go into the show, right? And then another commercial came up. So what was that? <laughs> it's really a show. Okay, but I remember I caught one show, and the only part I caught was the police chief's like in the station talking, and then all of a sudden he gets on a horse, like in the office, and starts riding it. Oh, <laughs> like down the street playing guitar, and he's. He's singing about something. I don't know. <laughs> that that right there is. I think that's the moment that we all went insane. Yeah, a little bit. I th I think it is. And now we're to the now we're to where we are now, where you have a show called America's Got Talent, and of the three uh, hosts that judge the people on that show, only one of them actually has any talent. Well, who's that? Uh, the three people are Howard Stern, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's wife. Oh, right. And Sharon Osbourne and Howie Mandel. And Howie Mandel. Out of the three of them, 
Howie Mandel is the only person that has actually shown any kind of talent of any kind of you know any any, any kind of talent at all has you know, come from Howie what's, Mandel. What's what's interesting about that is acted. He was a comedian. Oh yeah. He right. Back in my then, childhood, what, Walk Like a Man. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen it since well, I was a kid, but I remember really enjoying that when I was a kid. You're not helping him. I'm thinking more like Saint Elsewhere, like his real acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not. You know, I'm trying what, to be what, nice. What about but, Bobby's World? <laughs> you, well, no. that's voice acting. Yeah, but but well, then you know, Sharon what, Sharon, what did you do? I yelled at my husband on TV. Howard Stern, what did you do? I had lesbians have sex on radio. Yeah, All right, you're jock. you're both. Yeah, you're both fucking geniuses, and these are the people that are judging talent. What's interesting about that is, I I, I like, for what it's worth, I like Howard Stern's show. Um, I also like Opie and Anthony, but oh. ever since he got on America's Got Talent, um, and even before he got on, when he was talking about possibly being a judge, in my opinion, his show is fucking unlistenable now. All he fucking talks about is America's got talent and how great he is and how great of a judge he is and he's not he's not That's kidding around. Done. I mean he's always, always been kind done. of full of himself, but since he got on this show, holy fucking shit. I can't listen I, to the show anymore. For one month after I was uh laid off by the company I worked for for fifteen years, thank yeah. you very much. Uh <laughs> appreciate it. Uh I spent one month working for a company that tested gas lines, uh, underground gas lines and tanks. Okay. And, and involved a lot of driving. I spent one day with this one person, uh, and it was like all day in the truck. We spent like maybe two hours testing lines, the rest of it was driving around. Okay. And the entire day, he had Howard Stern on. It was like one of these channels where Howard Stern was playing like all day. Yeah, it's a serious, whatever. It's His show is and, on all day long. And, and, and I, was, I was ready to seriously seriously kill him <laughs> i would i could seriously grabbing the wheel steering us into an oncoming traffic it was really that bad really and the only thing i could think was it'd all be worth it right now if out of nowhere somebody plunged a pair of rusty sh scissors into robin gibbon's throat and i could listen to her like wet <laughs> choke on her own death blood. rattle on the air <laughs> that would that's the only thing that would have that would have made it. Otherwise, it was just pure pure hell. I have to agree. Um, She's to me always been unlistenable. She is just she adds nothing to the conversation. Howard well, ha, it puts her on a pedestal, but he's just he's just blind to it. She well, is just no one, adds no one, nothing. No one in in that adds anything to the conversation. I know we're steering off of movies and television stuff here, but I mean, yeah. Again, again, culturally, we're to the point now we have a, sh a talent show judged by people with no talent. We have 15 show, uh, competitive cooking shows. We, we have a, a reality show, the star of which pretended to run for president. Yeah. And, and, and the media didn't laugh at him. I don't want to get into politics. But <laughs> we'll do that later. And then Prometheus, and then we get the Prometheus, and this is what this is the best we can do for sci-fi now. This is the big film. This is the big one. This is the seven only out of the ten. No, it's not the only sci-fi film. Total Recall and this. That's it. I think for the whole oh, summer. Oh, 
uh, I'm so ready for Total Recall. I am like, I am champ. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm tingling for Total Recall. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm, 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 I'm interested too. You finally figured it out. You remake the bad films. You don't remake the good ones. You, you say, okay, here's the one that was kind of stupid. We will look back down. It's like, holy shit, what was that? Let's take that. Let's make a good film out of that. You know, and I talked you know? about it when we when we reviewed the Devil and Max Devlin. But the mm-hmm. dirt bike kid in the Devil and Max Devlin plays the scientist in the original Total Recall, uh, telling huh? Schwarzenegger, "We hardly ever fuck up around here." He's that guy. <laughs> He's got that two minute part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw him in the Devil and Max Devlin, I'm like, "That's that fucking guy from Total Recall." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm- yeah, but 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 what I'm getting—I mean, look, look at our top ten list. Seven of the top ten films in the summer. The summer. Yep. Seven of them are remakes, uh, derived from other adaptations work. Sure. or sequels. Again, yeah. But to be honest, that's usually how summer goes. Usually, that's how summer goes. I remember back in 1990, that summer was nothing but. Sequels upon sequels. I mean, you had everything from Gremlins yeah. 2 to Die Hard 2. Uh, it just... The whole goddamn summer was just sequel, 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 sequel. The Robocop 2 was out that summer. It just... And none of these movies uh, did did very well at all, actually. None of them did but well. Even, but even our original stuff is derivative now. Rock of Age is technically an original story even though it's uh, an adaptation of a stage play is nothing but like like you said a mishmash of popular songs twisted into some kind of plot to showcase the songs yep. you've got a you got a movie based on a fucking board game yeah. can we can we just call it quits now just I, done i can't wait for can the scrabble stop? movie to come out can we stop awesome. referring to this this thing that we have around us now, can we stop referring to this as a culture? Just. Yeah. Yeah, no. Hey. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take us into a downturn here. It, yeah, it's. I should play the but, depressing uh, music. Jesus. I'm um, sorry. But you know what? Look, uh, can I change the pace? Sure. Let me change the pace. Let's talk about some movies that uh, we've been watching in the past that we do like. Well, were we, were we going to just briefly mention what's coming out next weekend? Oh, yeah, if you want to keep us depressing us, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Next week, I mean, I'm just going to mention them, that's all. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to go yeah. into great detail. Next weekend, which is uh, Friday, June 22nd, uh, you got Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, oh. which is labeled as a horror thriller. You've got the Disney animated film Brave. That's the one with the red-headed... Uh-huh. Uh, they, they always... Yeah. You know what? Whenever they, they pick a woman... Animated, anyway. Uh, and then live action, too. When they want to make her feisty or she's like a strong female character, they always give her red hair. And I think that yeah. that comes well, from the adage that redheads are crazy. You know, they're, they're you can't trust them. They're, they're a little nuts. It's also a vibrant color. It's it's characterization through yes, artifact. it stands out, yes. And yeah. uh, the Steve Carell film, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, dude, I saw that trailer. Yeah. Have you seen that trailer? Yes, I have. I'm I inter- want to see that I'm, movie. I'm interested. There's nothing better than a comedy about the end of the world that doesn't look like it's completely stupid. Right. Thank God Steve Carell's bouncing back from like a, a like the, the this dumbass 
Uh, and I'm sh- I, it made money though. That last romantic Crazy, comedy stupid he love. did. Crazy, yeah, stupid that made love. money, right? That was actually on the other day. Actually, I could talk about that. I did see it. Um, but that was on the other day, and you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll mention it. Sure. I, I mean, again, you know, at one point he was doing the uh, date night and uh, Evan Almighty. Oh God! Yeah, the most expensive. It's, it's, comedy sequel ever all cgi animals and just stupidness and it's nice that the office saved him from like just being blacklisted for what wasn't his fault right and that and having him do like movies that fit him as far as a comedic actor goes and a serious actor goes i want to see this film i definitely do too i mean i've only seen trailer stuff and that's what i'm going by when he's getting pulled over in the car, and she's like, "Wouldn't you just let him spend the you know time with the one he loves and not give him the ticket?" He's like, "No, <laughs> it's like it's the end of the world, and he's still going to give you a ticket. It doesn't matter." Which makes the that scene funny. Well, I, I like the whole idea that it plays with the idea of, of um, I mean, humor comes from the idea of if you if they did announce that the world was going to end in two months, in two weeks, how much of how much are we ingrained in our daily lives that people would try to just keep doing what they always do right and i like the i I like the one scene they have in the trailer where uh uh, the the maid comes to clean the apartment right he's telling her you know you you don't have to come next wednesday say you're firing me like well no but okay i'll see you next wednesday Exactly. You know, and then him at the office is like, uh, "Casual day will be every day now." And who wants to be CEO? It's like you know, people are still going to work. Right, right. And I and I I like the absurdity. It's like that. It's that Douglas Adams type of absurdity of that. It's not that. I mean, I I can see that happening. What else are you going to do? There, you know, people right. are, and, and it's about breaking away from that and actually trying to, you know, fulfill something sure. or complete so. something or find whatever you weren't looking for because you thought you had all that time. You know, it's like I'm sure the stock market is uh, stock market is crashing, but there's still people buying stock just in case the end of the world doesn't happen. I'm sure that'll be oh, in the it, film. It might be, but it'll be one of those now. things. Yeah, it'll be one of those things where it's like, hey, if it doesn't end, I'll be a millionaire tomorrow because <laughs> this shit's gonna shoot right back up. Fuck, that's what I would and I also, do. And I also want to see if the end if the world ends at the end of the film. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to go with that, if they're actually going to do it, or if it'll end up being that happy ending, or is it going to be like Miracle Mile? Because it does say comedy drama. As good as the trailer is, Hmm. I'm convinced that they will end the world at the end of the movie. Okay. And I definitely want to see it then. Okay. You cheered me up, Joey. There's actually a decent movie out there that has like some thought put into it. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. When we do next week's uh, top ten, and then... um, the movie's coming out, you're not going to be as happy. Okay. I'm just saying you're not going to be as happy. I know. I I, I know. <laughs> All right. Do you want to move into uh, the what we've seen part of the show? Oh, what what what, what are we at time-wise there, sir? We're at an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about stuff we watched recently. Oh. I mean, I, Nothing too I, crazy. Get just, glue. just casual. Yeah, I've been using Get Glue to track what I watch now, so I don't have to remember because I'm horrible at remembering what I've seen because I've seen so much in my life right. at this point. And it's a great tool because I can just go back and look at everything I checked in while I was watching and say, "Oh, I watched this and I watched that." Okay. 
you know fact, so i mean i'm gonna search because i know i've watched some stuff i have a, a list of what i've watched i'll see what i can find here i'm halfway through eon flux oh god i saw that post i've, I've never seen eon flux never and, saw it uh, oh god Sorry. no because i i know it sucked it fucking did suck but I'm in the process of converting my entire collection to, to digital. Mm -hmm. I'm transferring all my DVDs to my hard drive. And uh, one thing I have was Eon Flux, and I have the Rift Tracks for them, for it, too. Oh, okay. So I'm watching it with the Rift Tracks. And if you if you don't know what Rift Tracks is, go to RiftTracks.com. If you like Mystery Science Theater 3000, go to RiftTracks.com. You're going to find a whole bunch of fun uh, audio commentaries there. You can play alongside your movies while you're watching them. And, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's fucking terrible. I really don't even know where to go. I, I'm not, I haven't finished watching it, so I can't really talk too much about it. But right. it does it, it does show why you shouldn't take a 10-minute a uh, French. Was It was French, wasn't it? I could have sworn it was French. Like, take a 10-minute cartoon with yeah. no dialogue in it that's, like, really freaky to begin with and try to expand it into a full-length feature film with an Oscar, an Oscar-winning actress. She hadn't won yet. At the time, all right, f fine. It's still an act. She, she was, was still an Oscar considered. Nominated. I don't know if she was nominated at that point, but really? she was at still considered a I'll good, look, great actress. I'll look it up. She was still, oh yeah, absolutely, still considered a very good actress. Right. Charlize Theron. I like to do naughty things to her. What? <laughs> Born in South Africa. Can you believe that? She can't run for president. Okay. She's African. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Eon Flux came out. Dude, fuck. you take it forever. When the fuck did that come out? It came out in 2005. That recent? Really? Holy it's, it's shit. Like... It's, it seems like eons ago. <laughs> You bastard. And you know what? She um, had won her Oscar. She did that in 2003. Thank you. Boys you know, don't I, cry, I, right? Uh, <laughs> you just fucked up. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, monster, right? You know? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, boys don't cry, right? Shut I mean, up, you boys. had it. You had it. Monster, right? It's monster, right? Yes, it was monster. No? Two, yes, it yeah, was monster. Two thousand and three. You know what? Because when I think of monster, I think of boys don't cry. Okay. Don't ask. Me, don't ask me why. But those two films hold court in the same part of my brain. I don't think they came out around the same time, but no, yeah, I they didn't might say have. that. I'm just saying that when I think of one, I think of the other. So that was my slip up. Well, you know what? I should have. I should have actually guessed that she had her Oscar first. Because for whatever reason, most people that win their Oscar always go on to do something like Eon Flux or just a bad film in general. Because they've worked so hard. Catwoman. Right, exactly. They work so hard to get up to the point of where they've won their Oscar. They've turned out great film after great film after, well, maybe not great film, but good performance, get nominated, lose, another great performance, get nominated. Then they win. 
Then they go on to direct or uh, be in just the sh They're like, you know what? I want to do something fun. I want to do something that I'm not used to or people aren't used to seeing me do. And then that's how you get Catwoman. That's how you get Eon Flux. You know what it is? You know? I even tell you, you know what it is? Is once you win the Oscar, all of a sudden you become a bidding war. And a highest bidder and the person that's going to treat you the most the way you want to be treated now that you're an Oscar winner. Right. Usually turns out, you know, you're not getting $200 million budgets for the Oscar winning films. So right. when when you get the when you win the Oscar and you start going into the bidding war, if you're not careful, you go for the highest bidder, which turns out to be the two hundred thousand dollar budget science fiction adaptation of a cartoon that's complete shite. True. Yeah. That's all it is, and I'm sure she took a hefty paycheck away from that. I'm sure she wasn't crying, you know, crying to the bank about it. Yeah. But I know she she probably looks back now and says, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> you know. But you can't put that much work and effort into a film and not realize halfway through that you've made a huge... I've made a horrible mistake. I've made a you know? horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, you, She can't be doing the whole, like, you know, grass scene and then and not think to herself, yeah, this was a bad idea. But once you're in there, you're in there. What are you going to do? Right. Exactly. And you're making 20... You're making 20 million. Who do you, you know, what are you going to complain? Yeah, I don't know what she made, but I would guarantee it was upwards something in that range. Sure. That was the first film that she had done, like real movie, since Mon mm -hmm. since she got the Oscar for Monster. So, yeah. uh, and I, and I'm wondering which she regrets more, this or Prometheus. <laughs> probably, uh, she pro yeah, you probably still Eon Flux. Okay. Yes. I'll give you that. Yes. <laughs> what else have you seen lately? Uh, I did see, I just mentioned it just recently, uh, or as in five minutes ago, I saw Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell, mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling, um, and I gotta be honest, I, oh, God, sorry. I thought you were doing, I thought you were trying <laughs> to put some mute music on there for us. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's the end, of, I'm, I'm just setting up for the end of the show so I don't have to do it later. <laughs> okay. No, I saw Crazy Stupid Love. And for 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 what it was worth, I liked it. Uh, I thought Steve Carell's character was was very good. I thought um, I thought Ryan Gosling was very good. And it's just really uh, Steve Carell. He's married. He his wife cheats on him because he's kind, they've kind of grown apart, and he becomes like this ladies' man. And Steve Carell is so bad at being a ladies' man. Uh, it's it's just genuinely funny. And then eventually he kind of grasps the idea of it. That I need to move on. May as well, you know, try and do this. And he gets it. And it just becomes a little more serious. Because then at that point, he's like, all right, I'm sleeping with all these women. And I'm not happy. I want to be back with my wife. So it kind of moves into that kind of territory. And it works. It actually works. And, you know, like it or not. It's, in my opinion, a solid Steve Carell film. So, what can you say? I, I just from the trailers, I just, I just felt that it tread too much into the forty-year-old virgin territory as far as the um, oh, I don't know how to date. And uh, as you're saying, it takes a more serious role and it's not as slapsticky or you know comedy like. Right. But yeah. I, I still feel like it. You're, it's. I, I hate to see him become. Uh, ben Stiller. Where you're playing the right. same type of character over and over again. Oh, shit. What? Dude, What's speaking that? of Ben Stiller, I totally forgot. What's that? I watched I watched Tower Heist. 
Oh, really? Yes! And? It's very interesting. It actually starts off as a decent film. You heard some things? I, no, I, it actually starts off as a decent movie. Ben Stiller goes a bit out of the usual uh, Fockers character. Okay. Um, they they set up they set up these you know the the lower class workers within this this uh, rich apartment building this luxury condo apartment building you know catering to the top one percent uh, shows how their lives are intertwined shows how they work hard for them shows the uh, you you have um, uh, what's his name. Um, Matthew Broderick plays someone right. who's lost everything in it. So you have like the 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 fallen one percenter in there that kind of bonds with them. Uh, and they recruit and Eddie Murphy have, to help with the heist. Well, th- I'm not get, I'm not getting that far. Okay. See my point. <laughs> but uh, this beginning part where they set all this up, it's really it, it. My fear was it was just taking like a serious situation, which is uh, the the economy and all these rich scammers and turning it into just a pure farce and it doesn't. The first part of the film really pays close attention to that and really makes you more uh, involved than I was afraid it wouldn't. Okay. If that makes any sense. And uh, and Alan Alda as the bad guy. Right. He should always play a bad guy. Oh really? Is it he was, good? It was, it was it was like yeah, it flashed me right back to um. Uh, crimes and misdemeanors. Woody Allen's Crimes and Misdemeanors, oh, right, where he right. plays the complete asshole. <laughs> I mean, everyone remembers Alan Alda for like Mash and uh, Same Time Next Year, but his best roles are where he's a complete dick. And, and, and from what I understand, he's just like genuinely that. a nice guy too. Like, in, in, if you met him off the street. Oh sure, but, he, but he's a good actor, and he, and he really th- those are the guys that really sell it well. And he, the the film falls apart not because it's a bad idea. And not because uh, it it turns into a heist film, obviously. Obviously. And here's and it falls apart because Brett Ratner is not a good director. No. And what happens is, what should be he sets up all these interesting characters. Okay. You've got yeah you've got you've got the uh, I can't even get into it. You, all these interesting characters, and then they meet Eddie Murphy, and then the whole thing is okay. We're training for a heist, and you're in. This has been done before. It's been done in uh, Cracker. It's been done in uh, not not Cracker. It was what was it called that first film that they remade? Uh, they remade it as a Coen Brothers film, where they break into the safe. Uh, oh, uh, the Lady Killers. No, another no. one. Anyway, they, they, this has been done time and time again. You take a, a colorful group of uh, incompetent criminals, new criminals, training to do a heist, and then when they do the heist, everything goes wrong. It's it's the Italian job all over again, I'm right? I remember what Coen br- brother film you're talking about. I know I'm going to harp on it, but... George Clooney's in it. He plays the one that teaches them how to crack the safe, and it's a remake of a film that was called... Uh, what, Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Ocean's Eleven. No, it's <laughs> it takes it's a period piece. Sam Rockwell's in it too, and William H Macy's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That's that's a Coen Brother movie. If it's not, it should have been. I thought it was. I didn't. Th- I'm probably I'm probably wrong. It's probably not a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I'll look it up. But uh, no, you're it's right. Terrific. It's 
And that's the remake of the 70s film, and it's that whole thing. So what happens is it's supposed to be these guys, you know, getting to know each other. You go through it, and the whole movie's the heist. That's supposed to be the whole movie. What happens with Brett Ratner is he has a budget, and he has a big special effect, which is this car. And so half the movie turns into the big special effect. Right. And what should have been like a, a whole second half, second and third act of these characters working together and getting to know each other turned into little, quick little comedy vignettes, like chopped up almost like a montage. And then the big heist, the majority of which surrounds the big special effect. Brett Ratner cannot direct a film to save his fucking life unless he had, unless it's all around one skinny, annoying guy with a high voice. <laughs> And that's where it falls apart. It, the, the, he Brett Ratner's lack of ability to make a decent film is what ruins t- Tower Heist. Otherwise, it had a lot of potential. Right. It had a lot of great, good actors. Act, and, and Eddie Murphy was at, it actually came full circle, and, and now he's just acting again. <laughs> you know, he's not doing the goofy shit. Right, he's right. not dressing costumes. He's like, okay, I, Eddie Murphy's doing the same character he, now that he did back like in Beverly Hills Cop from that time period. And yeah. Has it aged that he does? He's aged very fucking well. Oh yeah. When you oh, look yeah. at him and Bro- him and Matthew Broderick in the same film, and you look at them, you say, you know what? It's the same age difference between then and now. Like Beverly Hills Cop came out roughly the roughly the same time as. Uh, oh as, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, a Bue- year before. Yeah, no, Fer- two years Bue- before. Beverly Hills Cop was in '84. Ferris Bueller was in '86. I'm sure Broderick was a bit younger than Eddie Murphy back then. Yep. But he looks older than well, Eddie Murphy now. You have you ever heard the term "black don't crack"? Black uh, don't crack. Racist, it's not it's racist. racist. I didn't make it up. Black I, people made it up. I, I've seen plenty of black people that didn't age well. Black as well. don't crack. <laughs> I'm saying that Eddie Murphy has not aged. He has aged very well. And oh yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm interested to see what he's going to look like 20 years from now. As a as an old actor, yeah. When he's seventy, I bet he looks, bet he looks very it, very much the same. But but I was surprised at how much I didn't hate Tower Heist. Okay. And I was actually saddened by the fact that it had such potential to be a really good type of. Uh, again, like you mentioned, Ocean's Eleven, right? Yes. I mean that that's a heist movie, right? That's yes, eleven characters, right? Yes, and it is. that you get involved with the characters, and that's how you do a heist film. It's 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 seventy five percent dialogue and character interaction. Brett doesn't get that. No, and he, uh, he doesn't know how to spread it out. It's little thing. There's there's funny moments. There's some great scenes, and there's some good acting, and it falls short just because Brett Ratner's an incompetent director. They keep giving money to over and over again, and they continue. They will continue to do it too. Right. Uh, the film you're talking about was Welcome to Collinwood. And that is a remake of a 70s film starring uh, Donald Pleasance. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes, and that was called Soup, I think. Because they called the, they called the uh, liquid dynamite, the nitroglycerin, they called it Soup. Oh, okay. It's a nice ode. And I, I think that's the film, name of the film. And the guy that owned the safe... Was actually uh, what's his name the the, the father from ca- used cars that dies the guy from used cars that dies. Uh, the, yeah. mm. I I'm so like I'm so blanking on names here that is beyond my yeah I 
I, I haven't seen that movie in forever, so I off the top of my head, I couldn't even help you. It's, I, I will tell you in two seconds. Jack Was it Jack Warden? I think it's Jack, Jack Warden. Warden. Yeah, am I right? I don't see his Jack name. Jack Warden. I, I don't see his name in the list. I think the name was Soup, the name of the original film. But my point was, they, yeah, it is Jack Warden. Yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, that, that's my two-bit review of Tower Heist. It's and oh, and the ending completely sucks. You can tell he had no idea how to end that film. Oh, really? And another another well, example of how he is a, fucking surprised. And at, the, at the end comes, I was like, okay. So and and the, uh, I, I I watched it on uh, Redbox. Okay. So so I couldn't. They, they 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 cut out all the extras on Redbox because you're 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 fucking scum when you use Redbox. You're not allowed extra features, and so you can't see the alternate. There's like two or three alternate endings on it. And there you go. The guy makes this huge fucking heist movie. He doesn't have an ending for it. It, it ends so abruptly, you know he just just fucked it at the end. <sighs> that that's you know. I'm Chris Martin. I'm the great. What the? Do fuck? you have a film to talk about? What are you looking up? What's, what's your... I, I just I'm I'm just surfing the web trying to get some information because I can't remember any fucking thing that I've seen. Oh, nothing at all? Dude, I, I have seen another film, but you're not going to want to hear me talk about it. Go ahead. It was the film Goon. Go ahead. Hockey movie Why called not? Goon. That, that looks like a good movie. It is a See? great movie. See, I, I, it hurts me when people like you know make these snap judges about me. <laughs> Just because it's a sports film, I'm not going to like it. And even though it is a, it's, it's a sports film... Uh, even though it's a sports film, it does have hockey in it. Obviously, it's a hockey film, but there's so much more to it than that. It is just, it is a genuinely funny movie. It is very well made. The hockey is great. Anyone that is a hockey fan will tell right away that the hockey scenes that they have in the movie are done extremely well and done by someone who likes hockey. The director absolutely is a hockey fan. You can absolutely tell. And it's um, it's based on Doug Glatt, who is a real-life NHL guy. It's based on a true story, which, when that popped up on the screen, and I was like, oh, it's based on a true story. And as you watch the film, you, you know that not everything in the film is, is verbatim. But I can definitely tell that Doug Glatt, he perceived himself as a dummy. I can definitely tell that he probably... Maybe he wasn't a dummy, but he's just a likable guy. He was just a heavy hitter on the ice. And he probably wasn't the smartest guy around. But he knew how to play hockey. He knew how to be an enforcer. And Sean William Scott plays his character fucking to a T. Beautifully. And the main... He's not even a villain, so to say. And that's Leif Schreiber. He plays... Uh, <laughs> he plays um, Ross the Boss Ray. And he's one of those goons that you know will slash you in the head and smile about it later. Then go on camera and say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have did that, just to save face. He's that character. And there's a scene in the film where Sean William Scott is walking past a diner, sees him sitting down, decides to go in and sit down with him, tells him, he goes, oh, I guess you're the new me. And Sean William Scott, he's just like, well, you know, uh, not really, but, you know, I try to do my best and... He's, uh, he's, he goes along the lines of, 
you know, if you continue to do what you do, no one's going to give a shit. And Sean William Scott basically says, well, if my team wants me to bleed, I'll bleed for my team. And uh, Lee Shriver's character just tells him, he goes, listen, I respect all that. You got my respect, whatever that's worth to you. But if I'm on the ice with you, I'm going to fuck you up. And then later goes on in the film to give a speech about how he wants to bleed for his team. Like, he's that kind of character, you know? Mm -hmm. But Sean William Scott, he sees that and he smiles because he takes it as a compliment. Like, he stole from him. Uh, if If my team needs me to bleed for them, I will. And Lee Schreiber takes it and puts it in a speech and he smiles. It's like, it's those little things where it's like... Lee Schreiber... So Lee Schreiber is like Bill Murray in Kingpins. Yes. Much more likable, though. <laughs> Much more likable. Actually, when I saw the trailer for Goon, what I thought was just, okay, here's Happy Gilmore, but serious. Uh, for, as, for as much as it does serious in the film, which it's probably like a 70-30, um, it does but it you know really I mean. well. Really well. well. You, you know I, I mean. highly it's recommend this, the movie. It's that same kind of setup. It's like it's the guy that's not a skilled uh, at hockey, but he's he's a right. brute. Right. But he, but that's what you know makes it. Except he doesn't go play golf later. Right. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. then the analogy really doesn't work. Yeah. But, no, 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 no. I saw the trailer. I was interested in seeing that. I def- I I, I, I recommend it. Definitely see it, so we can, if you want to talk about it further, or just you know, not even on the well, show. Well, as you're, you know, you're talking about it, and you're going into the character and how it relates to the real person, and I was so enthralled with that that I looked up that movie I was talking about earlier, and it was indeed <laughs> oh, really? the original so title. You're telling me I, I was boring you. No, no, you weren't boring me. I'm just being a jerk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it, no. It makes me want to see the film. I'm just being. I'm just you know trying to be funny. Yes. Uh, at your expense. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was right the first time. The, the film that uh, the. What was it called? Uh, Welcome to Sunnydale, or Welcome to Collinwood and Soup? You well, said Welcome to it? Collinwood. Well, no, it wasn't Soup. I was right the first time. The film was called Crackers. Oh, okay. It's nineteen. It's in the eighties, not seventies, but it has that really seventies look to it. And Sean Penn is in it as well. Oh no, shit. With Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah it's amazing whole, how it's... much eighty stuff can look like seventy stuff. Uh, it just—I don't know if it's the type of cameras that they're using, if they have stock film that was unused that they need to get rid of i don't know but it's amazing how how much 80s stuff does tend to look like 70s stuff uh it's it's speaking of 70s stuff uh when you talk about donald sutherland and 70s stuff i have to mention clute have you ever seen clute jane fonda yeah i've I, the you know i've never seen all of it i've seen bits it, and pieces it's a very slow film it's it's a very boring film. I'll be honest. Didn't she win her Oscar <laughs> for that? I'm uh, I don't know. I thought uh, she might have. I can look it up. For Clute, really? I thought that's the movie she won her Oscar for. But I'll let my, you know. My main thing, my main thing about Clute is that it was the ultimate. It was great as one of your good classic New York sucks films. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. The best part is if you rent the DVD or if you buy the DVD. And it has the, uh, this behind-the-scenes of the making of Clute. And it has Donald Sutherland talking over these test reels they took of inner-city sections of New York City. And Donald Sutherland is very casual. Talk about, well, we took the cameras in. And there's some you know parts of New York City. You go in there, and it's devastating. And you see, like, 
it's like you're in a third world country. It's horrible, and there's this degradation and 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 filth, and the poor people are it's they're so uh, exploited by it. It's just, it's like so <laughs> fucking horrible, and God, God, you would never see anything close to that now. It's just no, amazing. No. Just, just New York is uh, fucking Disneyland at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, if you still go to the wrong side of the street in New York, you will fucking get murdered faster than you could fucking walk to the other side of the street. But for the most part, there are definitely sections in New York City, uh, mainly oh, Times Square. I mean, it's just, it's like walking city. into a touristy Disneyland. Seriously. Any city's going to have that, di- you know, diametric, that kind of, uh, you know, sharp drop off right. uh, these days, especially. But what happened, but ever since Giuliani took over, and Bloomberg carried it along with it. They they put a clamp down on the New York Film Commission, and you're not filming in New York City unless they approve the script. And it's pro New York. Look at the out of towners. Right. The original one. The original one. Jack Lemon at the end. We're getting the hell out of this fucking city. I don't care what we do. This is not worth it. This city's horrible. <laughs> Look at the remake with Steve Martin. Oh, let's go to the opera and watch. What and what's let's, let's go to the opera with John Cleese and drag because New York is a beautiful place. Yep. It's. The, the contrast is amazing. Ever since Giuliani Absolutely. took over, no. the last the last real good anti New York film. The last was time I uh, the last time I saw a prostitute walking up and down Times Square was right before Giuliani took office. So, uh, you know, she was off duty, but they're still there. She's just somewhere else. You know, she's over in the meat district. This is upwards twenty years ago. She's probably dead. <laughs> All right, her grandchildren then. I don't think she had any grandkids. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes, Jane Fonda did win her Oscar for Clute in 1972. Oh, there you go. I, I the, the movie was very underwhelming to me. I, it was just a lot of slow. Uh, I, I don't think Donald Sutherland does like stone face characters well because he's such an animated actor. Right. That you you want to get emotion. You want to get feeling from him, and he's he's playing this kind of straight faced. He's playing the kind of character that Burt Reynolds played back. Uh, and Clint Eastwood played during yeah. their 70s and 80s period where everything was stone-faced and cool and collected. And Donald Pleasant, you want to get a bit of warmth out of. You know, that, that he, he excels at that. Right. Very true. Um, yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that I've seen recently. I haven't really watched much unless it was for the show. Just okay. because well, I, I can don't, keep going. But I don't, I don't have you want to wrap it up. Time. Yeah, I would like to wrap it up. I make time, you know why? Because I'm a professional, sir. You're a professional. <laughs> you have less responsibilities than me. What? I think you have okay. less responsibilities than me. Besides the kids, yes. I'll give you. I'll give you the kids and the wife. Well, thank you. I appreciate and, and, it. And 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 the, the good house. I'll give you all that. The good house. Wow. What's well, the nice house as opposed to the Wilson compound? I think your house is, is more fun. of a. It's more of a compound. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. Where are we going with this? The movie Sucktastic. You can. T- you can. You can hear the music now, right? Yeah, that's. I can't talk over it, so you have to take this part now. You can't talk over it. It's distracting me. You. T- you. You tell them where they can find their <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh God! You know, I fixed this problem, and it's, it seems like it's made everything worse. <laughs> Cuts out when I talk, so it distracts me because I'm. It's cutting in and out as I talk. Fine. All right, thank you for listening to Movie Sucktastic, episode 77. Please listen to us through iTunes, give us reviews. Download our show at moviesucktastic.com. 
Uh, you could also listen to the show on moviesucktastic.com. Leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. Email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can download a program called Stitcher for your iPhone or smartphone of any kind, iPad. Listen to Stitcher in your car if it's enabled. You can listen to us. Um, Podcast Pup, Podcast Alley, uh, Zune, all of that good stuff. We're everywhere. Do a search for us. You'll find us. Oh, yeah. So, that's it. Oh, and real quick. Just want to to give a shout out to Great Britain huge oh, fucking oh, yeah. bandwidth huge fucking bandwidth out of Great Britain I forgot I forgot to renounce America and, pra- and praise the Queen at the beginning of the show I'm sorry <laughs> that's okay but I'll do it g- next episode gigantic bandwidth coming out of uh, Great Britain so we're welcoming them to the show they've been doing uh, downloads for us but this is the first time where it's been like very noticeable so uh, thank right. you for all the support out of Great Britain fantastic the UK, yo. <laughs> anyway, do you have any wisdom of any kind? Fuck Verizon. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Anyone that wants to join us, you can join us live after this. We're going to do a 30-minute show just about everything. Politics to just what's been annoying us. We're doing that on video? Yeah, why not? All right, cool. All right, I'm okay with that. All right. Okay. All right, cool. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.